welcome back. This is the 18th week in Ordinary Time. Our readings today come from Exodus, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, and John chapter 6. How you doing, Andrew? Doing great. How about All you? All right. I'm doing well. I guess we should jump right in, right? That's what they came here to watch, not you and I banter. I guess so, so here we go. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, so our first reading uh, from Exodus, we have this scene where the people are grumbling. Israelites are grumbling. They're upset with uh, Aaron and Moses, and they're, you know, we're starving out here. We never would have left Egypt if we would have known we would be starving out here. Even though we know you hated being in Egypt. It's kind of funny, like, it reminds me so much of a relationship, like, with a young child, of how you, they complain about one thing being a certain way. You change that thing and provide them with something else, they still complain about it. And they're like, I wish it would have been the other way. I was like, you, you were miserable the other way. Why? But that's what they're doing. And so Moses says, if you want me to go to God for you, then that's what I'll do. So he does. And the next day, they have the manna in the desert, right? So it talks about how they've been given this bread. And that's where it came from. Uh, which, of course, then we have the gospel. And same kind of scene. They can't find Jesus anywhere. They cross the sea. They finally find him. And they're like, hey, so what was all that about? And he's like, you're, you're only coming because of the miracle of being fed. But what you really need is not food. What you really need is to be fed in an eternal kind of way. And so they're like, well, how, how do we do that? You know, uh, This is where we get the, the conversation where, where they talk about signs and Jesus is like, well, okay, you don't need a sign. Uh, what you need is the bread of life. And they're like, well, Moses, the Israelites were given the manna from heaven because of Moses. And Jesus replies, it was not from Moses. It was from my father. And I am the bread of life. Whoever eats this bread will have eternal life. And whoever drinks this will have eternal life. Um, so he doesn't go so far as to say what we know is coming later in John chapter 6. He doesn't say, eat my flesh. He doesn't say, drink my blood. But he says, I am the bread of life. I am the, the cup of life. And he says these things. And I'm sure they were totally confused. I'm sure they had no idea what, what was being said. But we have this understanding. I, I wonder, uh, among the people who were there, how many of them realized that in saying that, he was fulfilling what happened in the Old Testament with Moses and Aaron and the grumbling and complaining. He's like, we all want something to be a certain way. It's not the way we want it to be, so fix it. And God does. He gives them bread from heaven. They all wanted things to be a certain way. They were tired of being oppressed by Rome. They were waiting for this Messiah. They needed this new leadership. They wanted it to look a certain way. They were all anticipating this general, this man who would lead them out of oppression from Rome, that would stand up to the Romans and fight the Romans. Instead, they get Jesus. And I'm sure they don't know yet that that's who he is, that he is the Messiah. But I wonder how many of them understand that's what's happening in this comment where he says, I am the bread from heaven. I am the bread of life. Because now it changes everything. Now all of a sudden there might be some people that are thinking, like, with that statement, this is the Messiah. This is the person I'm supposed to follow. But he's not the person I want. Right, right. Yeah, and at the end of last week's gospel, I mean, yet to it then, but it says that after he you know, multiplied the fish and the, the loaves, that they 
they tried to make him king, and so he just kind of disappears because he's Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you get that the tension of like what all these people are here and they're they're loving this and they're appreciating Jesus, but do they really know what they have and who they have in front of them? In front of them. Yeah. And it's like the the manna in the desert. The manna comes from them saying, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what the word manna means in in Hebrew. It's yeah. what is this? Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a, a part there of just like we have no idea of the depth of what's going on, um, and sometimes we just totally miss the things that are right in front of us there. Yeah, and I think that's it, right? They wake up that morning and they see it, and that that's their immediate response. What is this? And Moses even says, I, I will provide this for you, but it's also going to be a test. You can't take more than your portion for the day. And then, of course, we know that they end up doing that, and it spoils everything, and we have all these problems. And, and you know, I, I imagine that people in that crowd, as Jesus says this, are saying the same thing. What is this? And then it's also an understanding of, like, you have your portion of what's about to happen. It's It's salvation through me. Don't wreck it. Don't spoil it. Understand what's happening in front of you. Uh, and they, they clearly don't. And I think that also, all of that kind of ties back into what Paul's language, Paul's language, I think all of that ties back into what Paul is saying in his letter to the people of Ephesus. You, you have got to change your old ways. You know, he says, don't do as the Gentiles do. Do this way. You've got to change your old ways to start to recognize what is this. You know, for those people in, in the Israelites in the Old Testament, when they realized what's been given to them, did it change the way that they were doing things? Was Were they able to see that God had provided for them? We talked a lot about that last week. God provides for us in ways that we can't expect. When they see that, do they understand God has provided for me? I must stop my complaining and grumbling of being out of Egypt and in this desert, traveling to the promised land. That's the mission of that journey was to get to the promised land. So stop the, the, the grumbling and complaining and, and become a new self versus the old self, the way Paul is talking about. And then I wonder the same thing for those people who followed Jesus when he says, you, you seek me because I gave you food what other miracles and signs are you waiting for? And they're like, well, what other things can you do? We would like all of those. And he's like, no, that's not my purpose. My purpose is to give you eternal life, this everlasting bread, because I am the bread of life. And so it's an opportunity for them there to change from their old ways to the new ways. And of course, we know that most of them don't. And that's okay. I think that's something that we all still struggle with. We have full revelation of what happened and we still struggle in dying to our old selves and living to a new self. But it's something that we're called to do every day. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the image of the Old Testament with the uh, Israelites in, in their kind of desert wanderings of totally just mentally being drawn back to Egypt of like, well, man, I, that would have been a whole lot better. You know, as we said, yeah. how ridiculous that, that seems in, in hindsight, I guess. But also just, I think that's a good image of what, St. Paul is trying to say in the, in the second reading of when when God is present, things change, and you, and you can't just remain the same person that you were. You can't remain yeah. the same people that you were in that case. Um, and yet we struggle with, well, I want to I wanted be free, but I also want to still hang on to some of these things. They're, I want to go wherever God's leading me, but I don't want to totally leave where I was behind. And so there's a, there's a challenge there um, 
for, for all of us, like you said, to, to work on that and to allow him to make those changes without holding on to the things that we had before. Yeah, and that, that brings back something that Father DeVito talked about um, a couple weeks ago uh, in his homily at one of the Breakfast of Champions. He said, you know, the, the hardest thing that we will go through in life is change. And it can be changed for good. It can be so much better. But we still don't want to change because we're complacent. It's easy. I, I like my comfort zone. Even if my comfort zone is bad for me, I'd rather stay there because it's comfortable than change and be challenged. Um, and I think that's the thing that we've got to look at with this is the same thing. And unfortunately, we see throughout the Old Testament, we keep going back to the Egyptians because even the, all the mistakes and ways that it was bad for us, it's like, oh, well, it's comfortable because we know that. Um, don't be comfortable, right? Like, I guess when we talk about these weekly challenges, that's your challenge. Get, get outside of your old ways and find new ways. Get, you know, um, one of the things that we've talked about a lot with the pandemic in response to the pandemic is now is the time to make those changes because we're probably not going to face a greater challenge than we faced over the last 17 months. So let's figure out a way to change the things that need to be changed for the sake of good, even if they make us uncomfortable, but we need to do those things. And so if there are those places in your life that you feel like Jesus is calling you to change something or you feel a, a connection to God and have prayed and are discerning and you're like, I just don't know if this is the right time to do it, go for it. Change. See what, you know, die, die to your old self to allow new things to happen and see what comes of it. So thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, we will be back with you next week uh, for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We have a feast next week. Is uh, that the week right? after. The week after. Okay, so not yet. Uh, but join us next week either way. For all of us here at All Saints, please know that we are praying for you, and we ask that you continue to pray for us as well. God bless.